Um, it's Leona. Uh, and it's Maddie. And we're your metal aunties, duh. Obvi, if you don't know that by now, where have you been? <clears throat> Honest to God. What are you? <laughs> I'm just going to continue that bit, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, we've had a very busy we're week. Keep all that? <laughs> This week we've done quite a few things. <laughs> okay. Yep. We're gonna let it roll. It's been. To, we told everyone to not have high expectations the first episode. So, uh, we've had a really busy week. You wanna tell them what we did? Technically, it was the end of last week. Yeah. We'll so uh, the end of last week, we got invited to go see a like Van Halen cover band van halen like experience um it was this band called jump isn't it well it's more of jump an exclamation point (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh many 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 times um (laughs) but um to our surprise they had an opener which was a like last minute thing and um their opener was a band called Tranquility and they did they have like their own music but they also do covers of um, songs from the 80s and their thing for that is called Tasty 80s yeah so it's almost like a sub band out of yeah yeah that's a great way of which I thought was cool yeah um because it was it was like a it was like tasty yeah. 80s brought to you by tranquility which i thought was kind of cool um and it it's also like i was thinking about it really really cool for them because they're like yeah we're tasty we're 80s tranquility, and we have our own stuff which yeah. like <clears throat> yeah literally and like they didn't play very many i think they played one song which i th- if i remember it correctly it was rich is what they played when they were there um but they're kind of like a an indie rock indie he explained it as indie metal but it's more of indie rock yeah i I definitely get indie rock very um, very heavy on the indie and they're they're all hippies (laughs) that's like their whole vibe is just hippies definitely got that literally but the sweetest boys Um, in the world yeah, they were super, super sweet to talk to. We went over to the merch table and just kind of chit-chatted for a second. Um, I think that I enjoyed their set. Maybe more than I enjoyed Jump's set. And it's nothing to do with Jump. There's just... it. I don't listen to Van Halen very much. Um, I love, you know, the classic rock of the 80s, but... And like Van Halen is never. No, yeah, and like I've my list personally, me, I've grown up on '80s rock, like specifically, like that's just what my dad has listened to. So yes, like I knew a lot more of their songs versus yeah, um, every song, yeah, yeah, and I think it also kind of helped that like they they're small town band, they're a lot closer our age than what Jump was. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. we could like easily connect with them. Right, yeah. It's like talking to just regular people out in the street instead of like trying to connect with somebody that you don't really mm-hmm. get or they don't really get you. Yeah, like you said a no, lot yeah. easier to relate. So yeah, that was 
so yeah that was so super fun that was my first time at the venue yes, district one, two, two, yeah. 142 um, i think um that was my first time there i that has to be a she newer seemed venue. newer yeah it felt but a lot of people do new. know about it yeah yeah i've heard a lot of great mm-hmm. things about that place just after the fact um and i see why like i thoroughly enjoyed our time yeah there. i think like, like really, those really nice venues because there's that one and then the one that we went to in oh i wanted to say grand rapids but it's not grand rapids oh in detroit well Anderson. that one's a nice one too but i was thinking of um the one we went to for a virtue I can't think oh, of the yeah. name. Oh, yeah. And that it gave me Greywell Hall. Because, yeah. And it gave yeah. me a really similar vibe to Greywell Hall. Even the layout yeah. was, like, almost the exact mm-hmm. same with the stairs and going up. And, like, the two up. different... Because it was... I'm pretty sure. I have a feeling if it's the same thing. Um, Or, like, the si- since it's, like, the same setup that there's two different, like, tiers of tickets. Like, there's probably the GA, which was where we were, the standing. And then you could get... Because mm-hmm. I know at Greywall... It was like the standing was cheaper than the the second floor. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the VIP, mm-hmm. the seated. Um, yeah, they're laid out very similarly, and that's the reason why I like think that District One Four Two. Yeah, that's right. To think about that, um, that's the reason why I think that they might be a little bit newer, just because it feels like Greywall, which is a. Like I don't a think it's exactly new, but they. Yeah, no, I think that one's really? been around for a while, but they, right before we went there, they went through a whole reconstruction. They gutted it out oh, and redid okay. everything, so technically it was new, That's why it feels but I think new. the hall has been there for a hot second. <clears throat> yeah. That's why it feels new. Yeah, so we enjoyed that, um, and then we have some news out of just or it's gonna be a weekly update on upheaval until they drop oh, the yeah. entire lineup i think um tons of bands announced mm-hmm. like a lot of bands which announced um, i want to touch on the way that they are announcing bands i don't like Very it because <laughs> it's like over the weekend yeah they announced it was like four or five bands just on saturday saturday alone Sunday it was like three. Yeah. During the week it's, it's just been, been like one band. Yeah, so it would make a lot more sense to me for them to do it this way if they just did one band a day. Like mm-hmm. this, it would make sense if Which, it were. That's just what they've one done in the past, band. wasn't it? They stuck with it. Yeah, I think at the end, if I remember correctly, at the end they started doing two a day. Or at some point last year, they were doing two. I want to say, I, I think I it was more that, towards, like, maybe the beginning or the middle part, where it was, like, the um, the smaller bands and maybe, like, the more local bands, because they added that third stage. Yeah. So, I think that I'm it was, like, local. they, because they added that third stage, they had a handful of more bands come in, so they just yeah. needed to get them out there and announce them. And they did say that. They did say in the comments, um, they had replied to somebody and had said that most of the bands that they have announced so far will be on a loud and local stage. Oh. Yeah. So, 
I I mean I assume that that doesn't include right. some of the bigger bands, um, and I mean surely that doesn't include. Um, I almost said bad omens, but they haven't announced them. <laughs> We're gonna get there in just a second. Um, Beartooth, like those bands. I I don't. Well, clearly they're not gonna play in loud local because they're not local, but. Even that I don't think that some of those bigger bands are even going to be playing on the lookout stage. Um, so it's interesting. I feel like we've only really seen bands that are going to be either on louder. Yeah, or like the more that I f- like think about it, like because a lot of them, it was like coming from the Detroit area. That's like where um, it they've mostly announced it if i remember correctly there was one coming from columbus mm-hmm. and one coming yep. from indy as well which is kind of crazy because like they wouldn't be on the loud and local stage right technically no but i also feel like because they're surrounding states that they might as well like if they needed yeah. to push them down there but i don't know i feel like they could be out on the lookout stage like if they're coming from there could be but we also do have some peeps returning too i think i know one i know one specifically yep he's coming back which yeah what did i say he he was there in year two or year one um he was there year two i believe seeing him because i don't i do not remember him no, I don't think we did. No, and I, year two, we didn't we didn't have it set up quite like we did last year. So last year, we had three people in our group, and we had decided to take the schedules for every day and have everybody highlight what they wanted to see. And so that we could try to catch as many people that everyone wanted to see as we could. And then we made all of those backgrounds yeah. our phone backgrounds. So that we could just keep track of the time and things like that. That was the first year that we did that. So year one and year two, we missed a lot of people that we really wanted to see because we were just yeah. like lollygagging around. Um, I mean, we had like we a couple. Really I know for year two, we had a couple in mind that we would that we wanted to see. And like, we were like, oh, like we have to be up at the lookout stage at this specific time. But it wasn't, like, last year, it was a lot more, like, structured. And it was like, okay, like, when yeah. we get here, we need to immediately get drinks and zoom right up to the lookup stage. And Yeah, we had a plan. Like, we, we put a plan. Like, we put a plan. Like, <laughs> we put a plan in action. <laughs> we put a plan, put a plan in the oven. Um, we had a plan in place for pretty much both days. Um, I think... Day one, um, it was in our wake, and they were the yep. first band that we wanted to see, and they came on at like, I think it was like yeah, because we had we we were able to take our time like coming in and um, yeah, we got drinks, we even we got that little video taken, yeah. and then we kind of booked it, but yeah, so that's kind of the plan for this year. Yeah, so that's kind of the plan for this year. Um. We're super interested to see who else. Um, a little birdie already kind of spilled the beans that Bad Omen is going to be playing. Um, a people has not confirmed nor denied it yet. Um, they they are trying to make 
like some noise about tomorrow's announcement. Hello, oh, well, so. tomorrow's announcement be <laughs> probably bad omens. Well, I really thought it was going to be today's announcement because it, I saw it first leaked last night, and that's kind of when it first started catching mm-hmm. traction in the group was last night. So you would think that they would try to just get right. it out there as soon as they can. I remember last year falling in reverse leaked their own set and upheaval announced it like maybe 20 minutes mm-hmm. later like they were pretty quick with it but i mean we're sitting at like 24 hours now we're all aware that bad omens is gonna play but um we yeah. haven't heard anything and like someone yet, so. i don't remember if it was you or maybe somebody else um and like the group said something about like them not like being out on the uh main stage because like their time that they have it on their website is 2 p.m. Oh, um, that was probably a discussion in the group because a lot of people were talking about that. But there is no fucking way that they're playing at 2 p.m. Like there is absolutely no way that they're playing at 2. Because I just they're they're massive in the scene right now too. I'd say they're a little bit below Sleep Token. I could not even imagine yeah. them playing it too. I would say that they'd probably play. I would say that they'd probably play. Guessing timeline-wise, if they're not the headliner, which I don't think that they're quite headlining festivals yet. I would yet. feel like maybe like the um, band but if before they're not, the headliner. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. But we still don't have Saturday's headliners. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe they put, like, 2 p.m. just because it is a festival. And they can't exactly be like, oh, we're going to be on the stage at this specific time. Like, Right, because I doubt that schedules even Mm -hmm. came together yet. You know what I mean? Other than, like, hey, you're headlining. Like, I'm sure that Uh, they haven't put together a breakdown of the schedule. They probably haven't, but time will only tell. We just got to... Gotta yeah, keep I mean, our I faith we'll in see tomorrow. upheaval and <laughs> man, it's a wild ride to yeah. stick it out, but but we have a we have a fun episode for you guys today. Potentially a two-parter. Um, most likely a two-parter. <laughs> most likely, yeah, most likely a two-parter. Um, we did a poll on Instagram and we asked, we asked the people whether they wanted a breakdown of the subgenres or whether they wanted history of a band. Um, it was split 50-50, so I would imagine at some point we're probably going to cover the subgenres, um, but we kind of made the, the executive decision to go ahead and do Mm -hmm. history of a band this week, um, which will probably bleed into next week. But, do you want to tell them, Maddie? This week's episode, we are doing the history of Black Sabbath. (laughs) The messy, messy history of Black Sabbath. It's not like super messy, but I've never been more confused about a band. No, it's messy. No, it's, yeah, it's messy. Um, A lot of back and forth. A lot of... You're in, you're out, drop an album, don't do a tour, yeah. you're in, you're out, drop an album, mm. do a tour. Um, 
people going home on to glory, people losing appendages. Like, it's just, um, it's a really crazy story that I don't think either of us were quite aware I 100% of jumping was not into this. <laughs> well, we're all in for a really, really big treat today. <laughs> yep. And next week. <laughs> So, go ahead. Um, okay, so the band started in 1968. Um, it was four lovely boys. They were, what did I tell you? They were schoolmates. Lovely lads. That's like how they met. They were like schoolmates. Yeah, so they, and then, yeah, I think they met. Um, and then they like they were all working in a factory. Um, um, we have the guitarist Tony Iommi. Ayami, Ayami, possibly. Fun fact: totally thought that was an L <laughs> my entire life, and never heard it pronounced. So I was like, Tony Lamy, <laughs> Tony Lamy, the guitarist, Tony Lamy. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, we got the drummer Bill Ward, the bassist Geezer Butler, terrible nickname, <laughs> and the wonderful vocalist Ozzy Osbourne, as we all know. Fun fact. Apparently, his actual government name is John. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Wait, like John Osborne? Yeah. I was trying to figure out who the fuck John Osborne was when I was looking at, like, songwriting credits and shit like that. And did a little Google research, and it was like, John, quote, unquote, Ozzy Osborne. And I was like, who? Ew. Who the fuck is John? Who? <laughs> Um, they wanted to start a blues band, right? Like a yes. hard, hard blues band. Yep, they blues wanted blandy. to start a blues band, a British blues band. Um, and they were like heavily influenced by like Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but it's Cream and John Mayall's Blue Breaker. <laughs> Blue breakers. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Um I love cream. You ever listen to cream? I have not. It's a great band. Um, but yeah, they were like heavily influenced by them. I would love to hear I don't know if this exists anywhere, but I would love to hear any music that they made during that point. Mm-hmm. Because when I listen to Black Sabbath, like I'm not sure about John Mayall's um led zeppelin and cream sound nothing like black sabbath right so like i would love to hear like before they sound. got like before they found their voice and found their vibe yeah like, yeah i would love to hear the music that they were playing because that's kind of crazy to think that they pull influ- influence from those bands when it's i don't hear that at all no yeah but a fun little you want to tell me they're <laughs> the lost appendages yep <laughs> um <clears throat> so anyways they they had started growing as a band and like they were trying to go pro with their stuff and um mr iomi on the very last day the last day i you know how pissed i would be of working in this factory before going pro um like he worked in like a sheet metal factory mm-hmm. i guess um I've heard places that it was a sheet metal factory, and then I heard that it was, like, a ring-making place. Um, This man lost his fingertips, two of his fingertips, on the very last day of work before leaving to go pro. R.I.P. 
first of all, what a fuck you from the company. Right. Like you said you're we're literally taking your skin and blood before you leave. That's, <laughs> that's insane. Right. Um, so he at this point, like he was already like a, a very talented, amazing guitar player, duh. Um, and he had went to the doctors and was like, I need a prosthetic. Like I need a prosthetic to be able to play the guitar. I can't play like this. Um the doctor said fuck you they said fuck you and your fingertips (laughs) you're never playing the guitar again um and he said well i'm tony iomi and i will play the guitar again so he made his own prosthetics from it was it was some plastic i want to say it was like a bottle that he had melted down or something formed to his fingertips and attached leather to so that he could still like strum and play which is wild so this entire time that black sabbath has been playing he's just been missing his fingertips which is just whoa okay so it was only one finger and it was his ring finger seriously oh wait no it does look like two fingers so it looks like it's his um his middle finger and his ring finger that's what i thought and honestly BT Dub, I'm looking up a picture of this. Why did I not do this beforehand? I have no idea. But we're learning in the moment. This and I don't know if this is like just like newer stuff and like he you know got the money and since he he became famous, doctors were like, Yeah, we'll we'll get you some stuff, but um but they don't look that bad. No, it definitely was, like, advanced technology at this point, I think. But, like, his fingers, like, without prosthetics, his ring finger is much, much worse. Because it's literally the, like... It's, like, the first whole knuckle, isn't it? It's almost the first knuckle. There's, like, maybe, like, probably a good half inch, maybe to an inch. Yeah. Between, like, the, the knuckle and, like, the very edge of... um or I guess like the beginning of his nail mm-hmm. and like that's that's all he's got there damn <laughs> I couldn't even imagine I almost lost my shit when my pinky finger nail came off fun fact Maddie um has a maybe like a quarter of her nail on her pinky finger yeah we're we're rocking with a, a nub pinky over it's here as traumatizing as it sounds girl when it when it happened i can only imagine i like i thought that i broke it and then i was like this feels like it should be more than just an owie because like that was that was my first thought was like owie and then i started bleeding and i was like oh no she's yeah i've never seen anyone with like a missing nail so it's pretty it's pretty extreme um every time she walks through the door i scream cover my eyes and say get rid of that thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she never does but it's fine um i i love and accept her with no nail and all <laughs> thank you i love you, love you. <laughs> but on to better things than my pinky yeah nail. on to the lack of his ring fingernail <laughs> um so i believe it was okay oh yeah that makes sense so I'm skimming the notes. So, and I just saw a number and it did not make sense. So, like a couple years 
maybe a couple years i don't know they um butler which is the basis he got inspired for a song um from an apparition that he saw or that he had and it was like a figure of a man i believe at like the edge of his bed or something yeah he saw a dark figure at the end of his bed i'm jumping ahead again that's not it oh we're making shit up at this point (laughs) but no he saw an apparition and he got inspired to write a song and then him and ozzy i think it was probably more of ozzy because ozzy did a lot of the lyrics of like the songs and i'm here i have read the opposite and that's another thing with this band is that there's so much contradictory information out there yeah i was actually going to say that i read that um the bassist did a lot of the lyrics i have no i mean idea. it probably could have been both it, it probably was. was a mix of the two and it was most likely like butler was explaining like how his he felt yeah and his that. experience and ozzy was kind of forming it into lyrics yeah kind of like what we were doing when we were writing notes right <laughs> i was giving her my ideas and she was typing them because i was homeschooled and i don't know how to type anything <laughs> um but yeah and so this is where the song black sabbath had come from and they named it after a movie that was filmed in 1963 and then after they had gotten like really good reviews and like good um comeback from the song black sabbath that's when they like decided to change their name to black sabbath but didn't they change they changed it to earth yeah so they changed it to earth beforehand um and they were booking shows like they started booking shows um and they had booked a show at a club and when they had showed up and started playing the i don't know who it was that was doing the booking was like who the fuck are you you're not the earth that we yeah so there was another band like a popular band in the area that was called the earth um so then they ended up changing their name to black sabbath for both of those reasons um yeah i'm sure that was probably pretty unfortunate because they were booking shows right (laughs) they were booking shows and getting traction but really it was just because people weren't sure who they were right didn't have spotify back then you can't just check somebody really quick (laughs) literally um so yeah they changed it to earth and then they changed it to black sabbath after all that were they black sabbath when they came out with the black sabbath album or were they earth when black sabbath album came out no no they were black sabbath then um that's what i thought yeah no they were um it just was it was that during the writing process they were earth and they were playing shows as earth okay just hadn't been recorded yet sorry i'm reading over these and i'm just trying to figure out where the timeline starts and ends because these are both of our notes blended together um the name black sabbath like it got a lot of a bad rap because okay black sabbath like clearly that invokes some thoughts yeah and i it also because of the movie because it was the movie it was a horror movie yeah and don't know what the horror movie's about but i know it's a horror movie something about a black sabbath (laughs) and clearly if like 
black figure standing at the foot of your bed makes you think about it like clearly it's not like a happy-go-lucky feeling and and clearly the theme here is gonna be a little bit dark Mm -hmm. um remember that we're talking about the late very late 1960s and um very early 70s yeah people were starting to get introduced to those darker themes but none of those were mainstream so um you had during that time you had a lot of people coming out with their um I mean, it was the time of the Vietnam War, so you had Woodstock, you had um, your hippies are protesting freedom Mm -hmm. and war and all of these things. So um, you had some darker themes in music, but nothing that was like directly related to the paranormal, the occult or anything like that. It was more so like um, the machine of the world, like government, war and death and things like that. So, um, Black Sabbath kind of, they caught a lot of shit at first because people thought, um, that they were Satanist and that they practiced witchcraft, um, which also sparked from them getting mixed up with a band. I believe that band was called Black Widow. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was popular. And Black Widow, they actually, like, practiced, like, witchcraft and they, like, like on stage yeah like <laughs> yeah. they were genuine like worship satan and like yeah and they were here for it like that's they never tried to hide that yeah um and they were so out front public with that identity that when people heard of black sabbath they were like oh my god like ah yeah <laughs> they're like they're they're the same no thanks yeah so but like i had also read that um like black sabbath they they literally they painted a different picture for their fans like they like the lyrics that they wrote they weren't like anything to do with like witchcraft or anything like that and like the shows and the concerts like they had like peace signs and like it was definitely like a happy vibe that they gave off but like i think definitely like the deeper we go into like the albums they've kind of gotten darker Right. Well, at the time, you have to remember they were transitioning from a blues band to heavy metal. Yeah, to what we know as Black Sabbath now. So those beginning stages were kind of a weird transitionary Mm -hmm. finding their identity kind of game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you'll get that, especially with the name Black Sabbath. Like you will get people making that assumption and I know people even to this day that when you talk about the band, they'll say like, oh, that satanic band that talks about, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, when really, like, I think just because it's a darker theme, people paint it as something that it's not. Um, just like any other band at the time, they were going on about war and they were going on about um, the social issues that were happening in their areas at the time um i mean the late 60s and early 70s were one hell of a time for all these issues so like no shit people are gonna have stuff to say about it um and of course there are gonna be darker themes right and um i read somewhere that like black sabbaths sat 
black whoa <laughs> whoa girl <laughs> black sabbaths that's that a was right okay yeah you're good thank the lord <laughs> they had themes like war social chaos they did have like supernatural but um the afterlife the timeless conflict between good and evil um and i also read that like they like themselves like 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 you said like they had the vietnam war they had like hard drugs it was like the beginning of like the hard drug using and it was just a really hard time and well and they were like kids that were working in a factory and I, I mean, I'm not, like, super well-educated on the Vietnam War. Um, I, but I would imagine that being young in that time was probably scary. I mean, you, I'm sure that any day you were probably worried about shit hitting the fan for where you lived, too. Um, and for that being an issue for you, I know that war is kind of scary across the board. So I can't imagine yeah. being young and male <laughs> and getting ready to ship off any moment. <laughs> Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when shit gets hard, they kind of went to music, which is really dope. So, work we love. Yeah. So, after they had changed their name to Black Sabbath, they wanted to hit the studio, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a manager at the time, which, like, props on you for not even releasing your first album and having a manager. I feel like I've never heard of that. I'm sure it happens in most cases. But, like, but also, this was the 60s, so you probably could do a lot. Right. Well, and, I mean, people nowadays still do that. But, yeah. like, I mean, we also have, like, the internet and whatnot. But it's so much easier to start shit on your own yeah. these days. Yeah. So, um, their manager, Jim Simpson, at the time, had given them a 1,000 pounds kicked him into the studio and said uh make me something great pretty much for the most part so um they went to the studio and then they finished their debut album in one day which is also insane to think about because i feel like people record for weeks and weeks now but also like why i made the point too earlier today on how like their one album is literally five songs yeah versus like albums nowadays they're like 13 10 13 and like back then they they didn't have cds they had records Mm -hmm. and like it was i don't even know when records became a thing but i feel like back in the 60s like it wasn't you couldn't add like 10 to one side 10 to the other side like it was you were and limited. I, yeah, and I bet you probably with a thousand pounds at that time. I mean, it probably was a lot. I don't know. I don't know currency that well. But yeah, they could probably own. in pounds. Like, I have no fucking idea what the <laughs> conversion rate is. Um, they probably just did not have a lot of money and wiggle room to work with. Like, right. what we would think, like, a first, like, debut album would be. Right. And, like, like you said the technology was limited so like how many chances do you get to fuck that up and restart it with a thousand pounds like i don't know i don't i don't i don't know how that works i don't know that world so like Mm -hmm. you probably had just like 
one day in the studio, one good day Mm -hmm. to get it out there. Like I always, like when we were talking about this earlier, like I always think of back to um, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody when it talks about Queen. Mm -hmm. Love that movie. That's a really good movie. I watched it, I don't even know how many times to the point to where I can talk with them (laughs) while watching the movie. Like, I know what they say. It's That's not weird at all or anything. No, not at all. What are you talking it's about? It's normal. Um, but there's a scene where the band goes out to this farm to kind of, like, get a new fresh of air and get away from the city life. And they were, they were recording. And I believe it was the scene where they were recording Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Mercury was like, redo it, redo it, redo it. And they're like how many more like times we have to redo it how many more track do we have left and they're like well we're running out of track yeah and it's like us not knowing how the fuck records work we're yeah. like what do you mean just, what do you just mean you're running out yeah <laughs> like, just delete it <laughs> yeah and like um i don't know and like the setup i don't know how accurate like the studio setup that they put in the movie mm-hmm. was but from other like scenes like the scene from live aid that they did yeah it was almost spot on yeah I from, think they did a really good job on that uh fun fact about that the scene from live aid was the very first scene that they ever recorded day one they just of couldn't wait. on set was they just both, couldn't was, fucking wait to do it yeah um honestly it's probably my favorite fact of the whole movie was the fact that they all walked on set thinking that they're gonna film the first scene and it's like nope you're gonna film the last scene and it's probably like the biggest scene ever out there they should get it out of the way i get it when i get really excited about stuff like i have to do like the thing i'm most excited for first yeah yeah i know i get it yeah but um yeah like that's just that's what i think of like or like i try to think of like something like that like visually of how hard it could be back then yeah i mean literally saying we're running out of track like that it it's a physically tangible thing like Mm -hmm. we only have this much more to go so like again how many times can you fuck something up with limited resources like that yeah and like also i think it was or no at the beginning of that movie um they had to sell their van in order to like uh, record their first uh record to be able to afford tracks yep yeah, and their manager here was like, here you go. Here's your fun money. Love that Pop for off. them. Yeah, thanks, Jim Simpson. Where would we be without you? So, yeah, um, they took the studios and they cranked it out in just one day. So, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. How romantic is that? Um, 1970 is when they released their debut self-titled album, Black Sabbath. Um this album is what i would call and what most would call the very first heavy metal um very first doom metal album well everyone always i mean everyone that i've read um they kind of they say that black sabbath is like the birth of heavy metal yeah and like the whole metal genre Mm -hmm. they were kind of like the start of it the very beginning like the first to ever do something like this so yeah yeah 
Um, I, I, clearly, I wasn't alive then to be able to say, like, yeah, you know, we didn't have anything like them. I'm sure that there was probably underground small bands that, yeah. you know, that were playing stuff like this, but um, not to the scale of Black Sabbath. I mean, as we know them now, they are massive. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's a household name. Everybody knows him. Um, so at this scale easily 100% the first yeah um again we can't speak for smaller scales but they're the the first on record yeah yeah to really really do this (laughs) yeah so um the album it, it gave themes of the mystic the supernatural lots of horror themes mm-hmm. along with that film that we were talking about earlier yeah um occult and doom so that's kind of the whole vibe of the album um listening to it again like there are some things that kind of and i just said that i don't get led zeppelin out of them all earlier but there are a couple of things where it sounds like the speed of the songs are a little bit more lighter led Mm zeppelin-esque but it still has that um that undertone of like doom (laughs) (laughs) just doom and um the mystical aspects of it and things like that so yeah yeah so they dropped that album and then just the next month they were signed by phillips records correct me if i'm wrong you or if anyone that's listening knows i believe that phillips records either turned into vertigo records or is the same thing because i i couldn't find anywhere that they changed labels but um i did read that most everything was released under vertigo records i mean it wouldn't surprise me if they were like the same thing or if they like if vertigo records like bought them out that's what i'm thinking or like maybe vertigo's under phillips yeah um that's kind of what i had assumed but i couldn't find anything that like for sure said yes or no Hmm. which is the case with like almost all of this information this band was so fucking hard to find one solid story on yeah it was like like my first um website that i went on was like the black sabbath's main website it was their Mm -hmm. like historical section but then it's like when i tried to like dig deeper and like went on youtube like video a said like a b c and d video b said like a little bit of a a different version of b yeah and then a completely different c yeah but like still talking on the same side like timeline and everything and it was like it was a whole ass roller coaster trying to research this damn band. Yeah, and I was just telling you earlier about how I wanted to include a little tidbit that I had read up on um, about the bassist, Geezer. Um, he had been a guitarist in his band previous and started playing bass for Black Sabbath or um, their original band name at the time. And he didn't have a bass and he couldn't like afford a new bass so he just ended up taking two of the strings off of his guitar um i at the time i did not put that down in my notes and i should had because i could not find where i had originally seen that and when i searched it back up again it said that he was playing a three string bass so 
what was it was it a four string guitar was it a three string bass like i i have no idea either way i think it's cool because he was playing some sort of modified we love a diy queen yeah either guitar bass (laughs) one of them he was real techie with it but um so that just kind of goes to show how hard it is to find like one straight story with this band (sighs) which is only going to get harder for us in part two no kidding but yeah so they dropped that first album um and it was really just kind of the first hit that everyone got of the world um with yeah and they had like they had a uh pretty good comeback um not comeback (laughs) feedback yeah yeah this was also something that i couldn't find like dates of when it hit these numbers um the critics weren't like a big fan clearly because at the time well it was so new and such like a new sound that very it wasn't very different yeah yeah but like they they gained a fan base from it yeah and they hit number eight on the uk charts Mm -hmm. and then number 23 on the u.s billboard 200 so clearly the people liked it now i can't tell you whether they hit those numbers two years ago <laughs> they had it way back when right i've got no idea but um either way the album was a success at some point um, but then after recording their first album they went back into the studio and they recorded their second album paranoid um taking a little pause i don't think we're going to have enough time in the world to go album by album because they have, I believe, 19 albums out. Chimney Christmas. Yeah. And the amount of switcheroos that they've had and, like, between just band members, mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep up with. Um, but I think, like, talking about, like, the history of Black Sabbath, like hitting the key points of their debut album and paranoid because i think paranoid was is another like key feature of like their early beginnings yeah those first three albums were really their biggest the black sabbath paranoid and then master of reality yeah it's like their voice yeah like that's what you really get from black sabbath yeah um so for this episode we did kind of cut it off at paranoid um there's so much (laughs) like she was saying to dive into in the next episode so many people that the band had went through during the um it was many years it's Mm -hmm. you know it was i think that ozzy left in 79 if i remember correctly so all of those years that they switched through people um they had dio they had another vocalist i believe um that we're going to touch base on in part two that'll probably be coming to you guys next week um so we are going to cap it off at paranoid we do still have some things to talk about from paranoid but yeah um this is not the complete history this is about a quarter this is half of what we're gonna get into yeah um so yeah if you want to 
Tell them all of the fun little details about Paranoid. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, it was their second album that um they had came out with. Um, they ran out of songs while they were recording it. It shows like how eager like their fans were to like hear more of their music. Oh yeah, yeah. After the success of that first album, and they like were if so they're jumpy. only yeah, and if you're only gonna get like a handful of shit like from your, like it's already hard enough like nowadays when these artists drop singles, mm-hmm. you're like I need more, I need more, I want more. Drop me an album, babe. Yeah. Like come on, chip chop, get your ass in the studio. Yeah. So like, I couldn't even imagine back then. I knew wait for albums good thing they didn't have to wait long no kidding um four months after that first album they went back to the studio which is crazy to me yeah four months like they get another thousand dollars from mr simpson oh, like no. what <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um but then our man tony however the fuck you say his last name I, uh, me. um quickly fix the issue we love a diy band They've uh, been very good on the fly. Just go with the flow. Um, very crafty. Yeah. He started playing a guitar rift, which um, turned into the title track, Paranoid. Um, or it's not Paranoid. That's Paranoid. The title track? Yeah. Work. I love that. Um, and they took just simply two hours just to write a song. And this is another one of those things where I just told you the information is so different everywhere you look because um, I read that it took them like 20 to 25 minutes to get all of the um, like instrumental stuff written, Mm -hmm. written, written. We legit did this last episode. I'm pretty sure. Please don't judge my English. (laughs) Um, Anyways, it took him like not a lot of time to get that done. Um, And then I read that it took the lyrics like two hours to get finished. Mm -hmm. And then we were watching a video today before we even started. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, like I wrote that in like five minutes. So like the whole thing was done top to bottom in like 30 minutes. I was like, what? (laughs) So the information's kind of all over the place. But either way, like they wrapped that up pretty quick very 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 and like to write a song like on the fly like after like getting the album done and you're like oh shit like we need to add more yeah the fans need more than this and for it to be one of their biggest songs that they've ever released Mm -hmm. like damn that's all we had to do was just like give them a little sprinkle sprinkle that quickly Uh that's crazy um but yeah and um paranoid was Released by Vertical Records, which we do not know if it's the same yeah. as um, whatever the other record label was. Don't remember at this point. Uh, Phillips. Yep, Phillips. Um, on September 18th, and it went uh, number four on the UK album charts and number 12 on Billboard 200s. Um... But on that album, on the Paranoid album, there's also Iron Man, which I like that song. I love that I song, love yeah. Iron Man. Um, and War Pigs, which is a track about uh, the Vietnam War. Yeah. 
Which that one's also a really good one. Super dark, heavy. Yeah. And I think that's where people kind of get that dark vibes. That's that's what I think of. Yeah. I always think of that song because it's like so just in your face with like, here, fuck you, here's everything that you've done mm-hmm. to like torture us. We're going to spit it right back at you. Uh-huh. Um, and it's dark and it's heavy. So heavy. Um, also, like easily one of my favorite songs of theirs yeah um fun fact though the first time i heard that song it wasn't sung by them it was sung by eva under fire which i was telling you about earlier was that um she had sang the a cover of that song and like every single time i listened to it i'm like i don't think this is your song nope (laughs) like i swear it's someone else's song um i didn't say that eva under fire is great (laughs) <laughs> I did not say that that was too good for them. <laughs> what? Not us. It's great. We love um, them. But yeah, um, this is the first little tidbit of Black Sabbath before the chaos started. Yeah, yeah. we'll be back for more. We picked this band just because like, we knew there, there was going to be like a good backstory, clearly. Um, and knowing that they were the birth of metal, like how... How else How? could you start this right. segment? Like, Right. It's only right. Yeah. Um, and then we started getting into it. And we were like, can we please pick a different one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this. <laughs> like, there's way yeah, too much shit out there. And yeah. Way there's too fucking confusing. Way too many names to remember. My head hurts. Everything's spinning and I'm dehydrated. Yep. The only thing I... <laughs> the only person I know is Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was a rough time even just getting this little bit of research done that we had to with so much contradictory information like the having to cross check everything and still having to sit here and say like this may not be right um we looked three different places before we put these notes in and i still can't promise you that this information is right Mm -hmm. so um this is about as close as it'll get and um in episode two we'll even kind of get into information that the band contradicts themselves on Mm -hmm. so like nobody's quite sure what was happening at that time um not even the band so very very confusing time for everyone damn (laughs) you're not kidding (laughs) um so unfortunately we're not gonna do um underrated bands of the week Check out the bands that we talked about in this opening. Yes. Oh, my God. Especially Tranquility. Yeah, check them out. Um, if you want some laid back, like, vibey kind of music, they have an EP out. Is that what you call it? An EP. Um, I've never quite understood the difference between an LP and an EP, so... I don't even know what the fucking LP is. <laughs> um, but they have an EP. It's Reality and Cosmic Harmony, part one. Hopefully part two is going to come out soon. <laughs> Maybe we'll both drop our part twos on the same day. Work. Um, but they are... They're just... They're so vibey. Very, very vibey. Literally, they're indie. Indie rock. Yeah, I think they're just indie, but we still <laughs> love good. them. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> if they want to be indie rock, they could be indie rock. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and if you're um, a big Van Halen fan, go ahead and check out Jump. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was definitely a Van Halen experience. They yeah. there was not one part of the act that they didn't cash in on. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check them out. They are on tour right now, um, and I believe that they're like clearing the country. If I rem- if I remember correctly, they're supposed to be kind of hitting all of the. I believe so. Yeah, the Van Halen one. I don't know yes. about Tranquility. No, I don't think they are. But no, I don't believe they are following on that tour. So. But yeah, check them out. They're going to be our... They're our underrated bands. <clears throat> yeah, we love them. Um, that's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all, folks. And that's all, folks. Yes. So uh, stay tuned for next week. Mm-hmm. We'll have more, much more to cover. Hot goss. Yeah. All the tea. And we'll hopefully try to get... I don't know the record straight on some of it. Maybe we'll even come back to answers for our own questions. But yeah, and like try and get timelines and names right too. Like we'll we'll try to be a little bit more in order than the damn band. But yeah, I think all them drugs really did something. But oh, really? You think? <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Especially the drugs back then. Oh, who knows God. what the fuck they were taking? All the quaaludes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, find us on Instagram at. Metal Anties podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do have a Facebook page. Yeah, we're Facebook official now. Work. Um, I believe that that's just your Metal Anties. Yeah. Um, but if you find the Instagram page, there is a link tree, link in the bio. She'll link you to everything. I love link tree. Yeah. I edit that bitch like every week. <laughs> she does. I don't. Um, she's the tech one here. She's the brains of the operation, and I am amazed every time that i look she'll edit something and i click on it i'm like how do you do that like it's called having adhd babe what is a link tree how do you do that um but yeah find us on social media we like to post things on there i like to post a lot of things on there oh there's a really fun we promised you guys this last week my there's a really really fun video of um maddie getting dropped during her first crowd surf yeah so check that out it's it's on both it's on both facebook and instagram Um, yes it is but yeah we will definitely i want to be posting more on that so but we're still young yeah we'll own it up for you guys fuck yeah um have a wonderful and safe week everyone we love you and uh see you next week see you next week bye guys bye